guys and welcome back it's me mj i hope that everybody's having a great day i'm actually having a great day despite the song and despite the topic that i will be talking about today um before i start i just wanted to tell everyone to make sure to rate comment and subscribe to my channel on itunes uh also i'm available on stitcher spotify and anchor I will be sure to put all of that in the description box at the bottom. So today I will be talking about being cheated on (laughs) and obsessing over the person that they cheated on you with. You know, most of the things that I will be talking about, I've experienced or, you know, these are my opinions. So I always will have some kind of story or, you know, If my friends are okay with it, I will talk about, you know, their story. I won't reveal their names, of course. But um, this topic I wanted to talk about because I just I just remember how I felt. (laughs) Now, I didn't bust anybody's windows, but I wish I could have. You know, this was years ago. And, you know, the people closest to me, they they know about the situation because obviously like they were there for me, you know, when all of this happened. And it was really hard, you know, just being with someone for all those years and then them doing that to you and feeling betrayed. And, you know, so I'll discuss how I found out and, you know, what I did after. (laughs) So, you know, I was with this person for seven years and, you know, we were young. I was only 19 years old when I met them and we didn't break up until I was 27 years old. So it was got a lot of good years. (laughs) And, you know, I was with them for all of that time. And of course, you know, being that young and then being with someone for that long, you thought, oh, you know, this is endgame. This is who I'm going to marry. This is who, you know, I'm going to be with. And it's like looking back now that I'm out of that situation, there was a lot of, you know, signs and red flags and things, of course, that I didn't see while I was in it because I was in it. And, you know, I was in love and I was, you know, my feelings were above any kind of common sense that I had at the time. And, you know, it was, it was a lot of things that like happened. And I remember I, for the longest time, I just couldn't get over it because it was a long, you know, it was seven years and I, I could not get over it. And I remember, you know, again, you know, my friends being there for me, but at some point they had to kind of be like, look, you know, you cannot let this like consume your life. Like you were letting this take over your life. And I didn't know how to let it go. You know, for the longest time it was me and him and I was, you know, his girl. And I didn't know how to not be, you know, his girl. I didn't know who I was. And that another lesson I had to learn on, you know, giving someone a hundred percent of me because I had nothing left after that situation happened. And, you know, uh, the person that I was talking to, they finally said, hey, you know, you always tell me, you know, what he did to you, but what did you do? I know that you weren't perfect. And I got really upset, you know, because I was kind of like, what do you mean? So I deserve this? Like, nobody deserves that, you know? And when I had to stop and think about it, I understood what they meant. And, you know, 
I will come back to that later after I tell the story of how it happened and how I, you know, was obsessing over this girl that he cheated on me with. Like, I just, I really went into this place of, you know, why am I not good enough? And what does she have better than me? And, you know, it's, it's things that we question because it is that, you know, the person that you think that you love and they do something to you. And it's all these questions that you really don't have, you know, that aren't answered. And so you start playing all these scenarios and you start assuming and overthinking and, you know, putting yourself down in the process. So, um, so what ended up happening was, like I said, we were together for seven years. We actually, you know, we lived together and I thought that, you know, we were going to get married. And at one point he did want to get married, but I didn't want to be married, you know, at the age of 22 and there's nothing against, you know, being married that young, but I just, I didn't want to be married at the time. I wasn't ready to be someone's wife. And I knew that I didn't want to be, you know, married at a young age and then divorced a few years later, because I, I honestly wasn't ready. It's like, at that point I was like, we don't even live together. I don't even know sometimes if I can even be a girlfriend, you know? So it was a huge responsibility. And I felt like at the time I wanted to be mature about it. And I wanted to learn and grow and mature before I, you know, I made that huge decision. And around 25 is 25, 26 is where I really wanted to. And I was like, okay, you know, I think that I want to get married and I want to start having kids and things like that. So that conversation came up and, you know, this is towards the end of our relationship and, you know, nobody's relationship is perfect ever. Like no one's is. And, you know, I tried, you know, what I thought was best and, um, you know, I did what I thought I was, you know, I could do. And, you know, sometimes I thought to myself, you know, am I doing enough or am I not doing, you know, what can I be doing better? What am I, you know, and I, I would just drive myself crazy thinking of like what I can do better, how I can make things happier, you know, it's just stuff that I just thought of, you know, because I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to not be perfect, but to just do better and to keep, you know, the relationship happy. And towards the end, uh, you know, on my end, I will say it goes back to, you know, my friend saying to me, like, what did you do, you know, in the relationship? And I didn't take any accountability for, you know, things in the relationship. I, I just wanted to blame him and I wanted to, you know, it was all him. But when I really sat and thought about it, I wasn't as supportive as I could have been. And I was on some petty shit because it was towards the end of our relationship. I mean, I didn't know at the time that it was the end of our relationship, but you know, he started becoming very selfish and things that I was interested in. I kind of found that he wasn't listening to me anymore and he wasn't supporting me. So then at you know, one point I just was like, fuck that. I'm not going to support him. He's not going to support me. And, you know, I was being petty and I, instead of talking about it, I just was treating him how he was treating me. And he didn't really mind too much. And again, that was a sign right there that he wasn't trying to fix it. He wasn't trying to find out, you know, like how we can make this work or we just weren't communicating. And, you know, I feel like that was a part of part that I played in it that I wasn't being supportive and I wasn't communicating. So, you know, I feel like 
when things like that happen, at least one person, one person should at least try to, you know, start that conversation of, Hey, like I noticed that we're drifting apart and, you know, how can we make this work? And it was like, come to find out his, you know, feelings were somewhere else with someone else. And mine was just kind of, I had given up a little bit and I was waiting for him to kind of take the lead and, you know, to say something to me and to notice. And then I would get irritated because he wouldn't. And instead of saying something, I just wouldn't say anything at all. And, you know, thinking back on that now I'm a huge communicator like my boyfriend now he's probably like oh my god do you have to tell me every single thing that's on your mind (laughs) you know and that is what I learned from that that I wasn't a huge communicator and I because I didn't want confrontation I didn't want to get mad I didn't want to get angry I didn't want you know I didn't want any drama and looking back on that you know, things happen for a reason. And, you know, I found out how I found out and that's all good. But it's just it's funny because you look at these past situations in your life and you think of, oh, wow, you know, that happened to me so that I could, you know, learn how to do this better. And, you know, I learned how to communicate way better. And, you know, at the time, again, I didn't think there was anyone else. I just thought that we were just kind of tired of each other. And it was almost, you know, that seven year age. And I thought, okay, well, you know, we're going on almost seven years and we're just tired of each other or, you know, and I didn't really know what to do. And, you know, he, uh, at the time he was doing, I don't want to put, you know, cause like I said, I don't like putting people's business business out there and he's not here, you know, to defend himself, if you will, whatever. But, you know, at the time he was doing, um, so he had a job and then he was doing, something else like uh I wouldn't call it um charity but he was in school for um he wanted to you know be a counselor so he was doing after school activities with children so I'll just leave it at that so he started doing that and again it was on that petty shit where he wasn't interested in you know things that I was doing and so I didn't really have any interest in that I kind of lost interest when I saw that he wasn't really caring about you know things that I was excited about and so this was really meant something to him and you know I kind of was unsupportive and I just honestly I didn't really care you know and I'm sure that that hurt his feelings and hurt his ego and I just was on some oh well you're hurting me so who cares about your feeling shit you know and so that's what he was doing after work um a couple days a week and you know when he would come home to shower instantly I didn't think anything because again he was with children he was running around with them so I mean that was like the perfect cover-up and the one time that I did actually start to really think and my gut was telling me something was not right was the day before um his phone was going off and it was three four in the morning and I was kind of like what the fuck because we were sleeping and you know I don't go through phones I don't do that I don't you know I don't do any of that because that's not my thing I feel like if I have to do that then I don't need to be with you so I never went through his phone I never went through his things like you know when we lived together we have this huge walk-in closet but I had way more clothes than he did so some of his stuff was in the extra bedroom so like his shoes and you know things like that were in the other bedroom and crazy because that room really was where, you know, I would put the dogs and stuff when people came over. And 
that's where like some of his clothes and stuff were. So it was kind of like it was his room. And I never really went in there unless I had to put the dogs in. So, you know, I just I never went through his stuff. So when his phone was going off so early in the morning, I mean, not only was it waking me up, it was starting to annoy me. And I was like, well, who the hell is that? And at one point I thought, okay, wait, like what if it's an emergency? Cause this person keeps like calling. So I was kind of like, Hey, you might want to go check your phone. It might be like your family or something. So he goes to check it. And then he just was like, Oh, it's nothing. And I'm like, what the hell? You know? So that kind of piqued my interest a little bit because I was like, huh, it's not just nothing because it's three o'clock in the damn morning. So, you know, he went to sleep and then I didn't think anything of it. And then it started bothering me when I was at work. So I went to work and it just, it was bugging me. And later that day, you know, he went to, you know, the after um, school thing with the kids and I became that girl that was looking for something. So I started going through his stuff and I couldn't find anything. didn't see anything. I went through the closets. I went through, you know, I just, I was looking. I didn't go through his phone because obviously he wasn't there and he had his phone, but I went, I looked through everything and I didn't find anything. Then I felt silly for, you know, overthinking and just, you know, thinking something that wasn't there. I didn't have any proof. And it's crazy because I let it go. And my gut was like, no, girl, something is going on. I just didn't have any proof to confront him. And again, I'm not a confrontational person. And when I come at you, I need to have the receipt. So I had nothing. So I let it go. And then fast forward. um, This was uh, our anniversary. And so actually, let me rewind. So on my birthday that year, I went to Vegas with my girls because the deal was that he was going to go to Vegas with his friends um, because his friend was getting married. So he was going to do the bachelor party in Vegas. So I said, okay, well, if you go to the bachelor party, then I'm going to have a girl's trip for my birthday. So it was like, okay, deal. So I had already booked my, you know, my tickets and everything. His friend ended up not getting married. And so he ended up not going, but I had already booked my stuff. And he was like, oh, no, you go ahead. Like, you know, you had this planned. We had a deal. So whatever. So that's why he didn't come to my birthday trip because it was girls only. So fast forward to um, our anniversary. So we're at dinner and I'm sitting there and the waiter literally puts my pasta (laughs) right in front of me and my phone is going off. And again, I didn't think anything of it. It just kept going off over and over and over. And again, I'm like, oh, you know, it must something must be going on because nobody, you know, unless it's an emergency, nobody really repeatedly calls or texts someone, you know, that much. So, you know, I'm I get my phone to kind of look and see what's going on and I open it and it's a picture. And I was like, what is what is this? You know, so I opened it and it was a picture of a girl. And I was like, what, what is this? And so I pull it up and there's multiple pictures. There's a picture of, you know, him sleeping and she's in the bed with, in my bed, by the way, our bed. (laughs) So I see our spreadsheet. She's in the, you know, I see she's standing in like by my closet and I see my stuff, my perfumes, all of that, my side of the sink. I see all of that. She's taking all these pictures. She sent it to me and, you know, she had children and she had her children in my damn house with my dogs. You can see my dogs. And I just, I was speechless. I didn't know what to say, how to react. I, 
I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. And I'm staring at my my phone. I didn't say anything. You know, he's <laughs> eating a steak, actually. And he kind of looked up finally because he was like, what's what's going on? Why aren't you eating? I looked at him. I looked at the text again. I scrolled up and then I showed him my phone finally. And I said, what the fuck is this? And I just looked at him and I kid you not, like he really didn't have anything to say. He kind of had this look on his face like, fuck, you know, and I just I had no words. I was in shock. I I didn't cry. I wasn't I I didn't have any feelings at the moment. I just I think I was more in shock than anything. And so, you know, I'm not a fool. I had them box my food up <laughs> before we left. And, you know, like I said, it was our anniversary and you know, we had drove together and we were pretty far from our house. And I damn sure wasn't going to take a cab because, you know, at the time Uber wasn't popping like that. So I had to take a cab home and I'll be damned if I had a pad on my pocket. So basically he drove us back home and I was quiet as hell. He's explaining this whole time and I didn't really hear anything. It was kind of like, all I heard was like the Charlie Brown, like the womp, womp. Like I just was in my own world the whole time that we got home. So we get there. He's still trying to explain himself, saying he's sorry, you know, and I had nothing really to say. I, I walked in and I went in the room and I just closed the door because I just had to get myself together because I was like, what the fuck? Like, why would she do this? And why would he do this to me? And I did not ask him these questions because again, I was in shock. I didn't really have much to say. And, you know, he slept on the couch. And of course I didn't leave because it's my fucking home, you know, too. And I just, I didn't know what to do. And so the next day, um, he's kind of like creeping around me a little bit. Cause he didn't know what to say, what to do. And then he left. And I just remember I packed all my stuff. I, got the dogs and I left. And the funny thing is like years later, we did, (laughs) we did actually eventually like talk. And it's like, I didn't say anything. I just left. And he basically said the silence of me, like that made him more scared than me yelling at him, ruining all of his shit. I just packed up my stuff and left. And so the next day after that, after I left, I mean, he did call, he did text asking me like where I went, if I was okay and everything. Cause he walked in and you know, the, the dogs and stuff weren't there. And I remember the following day, again, I didn't answer any of his texts. I didn't answer any of his calls. I didn't do any of that. And I had my coworkers at the time they had, he had a, um, a truck And so he helped me get all the, because basically everything in that apartment was mine. So I took the day off. So when he was at work, I took everything because it was all mine. And the only thing that was left was the bed because he paid for it and the big screen TV and the two, basically the two TVs. So he didn't have anything. I had the couches, everything else was mine. So, (laughs) you know, looking back, I wish I could have had a camera because I always just imagine that he walked in like Will Smith did when they got robbed and there was nothing in there because that's pretty much what the apartment looked like. And I just left and you know, I was, I was hurt. I was so hurt. I finally broke down and cried. I didn't, I cried once and then I tried to just act like it didn't happen. And I ended up going out and partying and drinking and just trying to forget about it. But that didn't solve anything because, you know, I had, 
unanswered questions. It was, I didn't have any closure and I didn't want it because I didn't want to hear how this happened. And I didn't want to hear, you know, that someone was better than me or that he chose someone other than me or what I did wrong. You know, like I just, I didn't want to deal with it at all. So I kind of just ran away from it. And then when I finally did sit there and, you know, finally wanted to see who this girl was, because she clearly knew about me. And you know me, I'm not the type to quickly be like, fuck that bitch, you know, especially if the girl didn't know, but this bitch knew about me. She fucking knew about me. So that's why it was fuck her, <laughs> you know? She clearly knew about me. And, you know, I I was, I was hurt, I was upset. So I wanted to see what this girl was and how long this had been going on, you know? Like I started becoming obsessed over seeing how long this had been going on I was I went through her I went on her Facebook I tried to find any social media I was looking at her and of course screenshotting it to my friends like how could he do this to me her come to find out I actually it was weird because I couldn't place her face but I kept thinking in my head like I feel like I've seen this girl before I just don't know where so again she knew about me and she still fucking did it anyway. She would comment on his pictures and things like that. So I remember I saw her comments and before I, I didn't see, she wasn't doing anything openly and publicly to where I was like, who is this? And why is she talking to you like that? You know what I mean? So she would comment often, but she wouldn't do it to where I would just think anything. And then like I said, I became obsessed. I started looking at her stuff every single day. I was looking at, you know, what they were doing. And, you know, it became to the point where I had to stop because I was doing this. Like it was the morning paper. I would roll over waking up, like rubbing the sleep from my eyes, you know, and checking her Facebook to see like what she's doing and what kind of person she was and why would she do this to me? Like, what did I do to deserve that? You know, and I just wanted to know who the fuck this bitch was and why she ruined, you know, my relationship. And, you know, of course, obviously I thought he was, you know, more to blame, but it's like, as a female, I was like, how could she fucking you know, do that to another female and be okay with it. And not only that, like some of the things that she was saying in this, te in these texts were just like, oh, okay, so y'all were talking about me. So then I got even more mad at him because I'm like, you're, you're basically ups, you were upset in our relationship. Instead of talking to me about it, you confided in this bitch. And then she turned around and used our personal business against me. Like, this is why he chose me. And I was so fucking mad. I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to scratch up his fucking car, key his car. I wanted to throw bricks. I wanted to break everything that he had. You know, once I really started to go down that rabbit hole of seeing what was going on right in front of my face, I wanted to fuck them both up. You know, I wanted to fuck them both up. Like, I was so angry and hurt and just, oh, I was just, I was disgusted. I was, I was, I just had no, I just couldn't. And I was just walking around like a zombie. I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping. I just, I was crying all the time. And, and I got even more upset because it's like, after I left, he tried to say that he was sad and hurt and all this other stuff basically trying to see where I was testing the waters to see if I was going to come back and I ignored him and then it hurt me even more because you know 
it didn't go on for long, like him trying to see like where my head was. It probably went on for maybe a week and a half at that. And it was very like not even a lot of effort, you know? And so it hurt me more at the time that he wasn't trying hard enough. And then when I wasn't responding in the way that he wanted to, he continued with this girl and that hurt me even more. And then I really started to blame myself and how could I let this happen? And, you know, why is she better than me? And I started having all of these self doubts and I just went into this really deep depression where I just, I was upset. I was so hurt and I wanted to ask these questions, but I was scared to know the answers, you know? And it's like, we had our cell phones in each, like I was on his plan. And so I had the I had the password. So it's funny because that time that I was looking through his stuff, trying to see that day when I knew something was happening, I just didn't have any proof. Had I just logged into the AT&T account, I could have fucking seen them conversing for months. And it's like, come to find out, he had her over my house when it was my birthday weekend and I was in Vegas. So that's when all this officially went down when he had her over my house And I remember one of my friends asking me, you know, do you think that you could forgive him or is it done? I just feel like me personally, you cheat on me, that's a fucking wrap. And at the time, I try to justify it like, oh, maybe if it was a one night thing, then I could probably forgive it. But it's like he had her over our house. He had her children at my house. He let this chick embarrass me, (laughs) make me feel like I wasn't good enough. And then it's like, why the fuck would I stay? You know, after she did this to me on what was supposed to be a very good day for me and him. And I just, I couldn't forgive that. I couldn't forgive him and I couldn't get over it. And so, like I said, I just, I became obsessed over seeing what this girl had and what made him want her. And I just, I had to stop because it was not healthy for me at all. I just, I was withdrawing myself from a lot of things. I didn't want to go anywhere. And it was, it was really sad. It was, it was a hard time for me that I had to get over because I could not let that stop my life, you know? And I just, I couldn't. And eventually, you know, I ended up getting pregnant and he found out and he had the audacity to be hurt. Like he called me. And he had the audacity to be hurt, like, because it's like, oh, okay, so you slept with another girl in her house on my birthday, no less. (laughs) The girl sends the pictures to me on her anniversary. I got pregnant by someone else and you're hurt. (laughs) Like, that's that's what hurt you. So I was like, you know what? Fuck you. And it's like he called and I didn't have his number anymore. And I remembered his number by heart, but that number that called me, he must have gotten a new number because I didn't recognize the number and I actually answered it because it called me like three times in a row. So we had that conversation. He was upset. And honestly, I didn't give a fuck because like he did that to me and I was just kind of like, you have your fucking nerve like calling me and being upset about that. And the last thing that I did was the Netflix was in my name he ha- <laughs> I was like, oh, hell no, you won't be cozying up with this bitch, you know, at your new place on my fucking dime. So I cut that shit off. And he texted me and said, 
did you really cut the Netflix off? Are you really that immature? It's like, oh, okay, you can't fucking pay $8 a month for that shit. (laughs) So that was just, you know, that was a hard time in my life. You know, it wasn't the hardest, but I mean, that was something that I just had to, to get over. And, you know, I had to think about like now it's just like, there are so many things that I learned from that relationship and learned, you know, now that it's been years, this was years ago when this happened. This was probably um, about six years ago, six or seven years ago. And, you know, I did have to think to myself, you know, there were certain things that I did and I do not, I do not justify cheating at all, but there's certain things where when I stepped back and I really thought about it and I said, yeah, I can see where that would make, you know, a man feel a certain way, or I can see where that, you know, his ego was bruised. And, you know, and I did think about that because I had to think of all these different things to let it go. I had to get over it and I had to, you know, take some part in why our relationship was starting to fail. And again, that does not justify what he did. But, you know, I think about, you know, how I contributed to that, like certain things that I, you know, was doing in that relationship. Now I know that I won't do that again, you know, the communication and things like that. And, you know, I just... I had to get out of that place and that had to happen for me to grow. That had to happen for me to, you know, figure out what I want and what I will and will not put up with. And, you know, in a way that was, you know, a good thing that that happened because if that hadn't happened, I mean, who knows where my life would be? Who knows if, you know, I would have, I would be married to this person and unhappy and still being that girl that would not communicate her feelings, would just let everything slide you know, he would, you know, start an argument, do something to me. And then I would apologize to him to end the confrontation, to end the situation. And, you know, I do not, I don't, I try not to do that as much as I used to, but it's like, I'm way quicker at what you're not going to fucking do. I'm way quicker now with that. Whereas I used to just, okay, well, okay, I understand and just let it go. And it would bother the shit out of me. So in a way that was probably the bright side of this, that I learned how to communicate and stand up for myself even more. And, you know, again, I just, I don't respect a female that knows that, you know, a guy is with someone and then they do it anyway. And I have no respect for her, like off top. I have no respect for her because she knew about me. And, you know, it's, it's like I, the disrespect and all of that, that came with that, it, it hurt me. It really did hurt me. It broke me. I was, you know, I was broken for a long time. And my, my good friend, I called her every single day and I would cry every single day for weeks. I just, I couldn't get over it. And I thought I'd never get over it, (laughs) you know, and you know, if anyone has ever been cheated on, you know, or it's something that you will get over and it will get better, you know, and I don't judge anyone who stays with someone who's cheated. It's just with me personally, I just couldn't get over it. I couldn't get over that image that I saw, you know, on that text message. And so I knew for me, I couldn't stay because I would never forgive him. And I could not live my life 
you know, the rest of my life with someone knowing that I couldn't forgive something they did to me. And that every time, you know, we laid down that I would see those pictures or every time he left or every time he came home straight from wherever he was, he got in the shower. I just, I couldn't live like that. Or I couldn't live feeling like I had to check the phone and, you know, that just, that just wasn't for me. And I did what was best for me because I just, I couldn't, I couldn't live like that. And if I forgive you, I'm going to have to forgive you and move on. And I knew that I wouldn't have, I would never move on from that. And so, I mean, and another good thing that came out of that was my son, <laughs> like, had I not got out of that situation, you know, it's like, I wouldn't have my son, you know, my son wouldn't be my son. So in a way, like, I'm like grateful, <laughs> you know, because I love my son to death and I couldn't imagine him not being like who he is or even just not being here. So that's um, my story time, I guess <laughs> I can say for this episode. So be sure to rate, comment and subscribe. So thank you guys. Bye. Bye.